But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. I'm your host, Cody Ryan. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Robert Wolfgang Puck Drop. How you doing, Robert? I'm doing pretty well. NBA is on in the background here because I forgot that we scheduled this uh, for the same time as the first game of the season. So, excited to get this over with and get back to watching basketball. Wow, that's, that, that's pretty rude, but uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, we're, we're getting pr- pretty close to... Christmas time here in the midst of the holidays. Uh, I'm, you know, at my job, things are winding down. Um, Bobby, I assume the same for you. Uh, but we were able to snag a guest this late in the year, which, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, um, you know, hard thing to do around the holidays, but we're very grateful to have them. And Bobby, I think it would make more sense for you to introduce our guests as you know them better, but uh, we're very thankful to have them today. Uh, so I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, Santa came early. <laughs> So this is a man who really needs no introduction, but obviously I've been tasked with introducing him. Uh, He's one of the best tweeters of all time, one of the best Twitch streamers uh, in the game right now, Um, uh, as well as a great blogger, a great podcaster. He is Mr. Tyler I.M. Welcome, Tyler. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for those kind words Uh, and also for having me, guys. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, so um, you know, Bobby mentioned that obviously you're uh, a great tweeter, um, and I, I think anybody who doesn't know Twitter doesn't really like have context to what that means. But really, you only have 280 characters to to make something funny, and um, I, I think when I was thinking today about what uh, some of those great tweets were that I liked, um, I noticed you had this ability to basically capture everything that I feel like deep in my stomach when I don't feel great about something, but can't put into words. And it, it's all captured in one tweet that everybody knows the most, the most common one I see, at least in my circles, it's she'll text you back. She's just having a little sex, bro. She will. And yeah, she, she'll get to it, but you're going to walk up. You're going to get home safe is. and she'll text you back. Yeah. I, 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 I think, um, you know, from there, another one that, that came to mind was, um, the the one where I think you said, uh, oh, I just figured out the common denominator. All my problems is me. Like, you know, yeah, and like then the, one, the one constant here uh, <laughs> turns out is me. And then, Bobby, you had the tweet but, that you brought up. Yeah. So the one that um, made us think to reach out to you uh, was you said that you were camped. You're camped outside your therapist's office and it's going to be a long one. And I think you said uh, a couple weeks ago that you told your therapist, like, let's play two, like yeah. Willie Mays, like, let's have a double header. So obviously this being a mental health themed podcast and you being open about stuff like that, but being able to make it usually very funny and relatable, uh, we thought you'd be kind of a perfect guest. And um, I guess we can start. I said you'd need no introduction, but we obviously do want to go over some stuff because you've had quite an interesting year. Um, That's one way to put it. This year has been weird. Yeah. This year has been weird in that it seems like nothing happens unless something huge is happening. Mm. Like every day is the same. You're inside, like working from home, not really leaving, not really seeing anyone uh, except then there's, you know, huge uprisings over police officers, murdering black people. There's, uh, a crazy election there's you know this that and the other uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying whatever this that and the other yeah just whatever RBG that's what our official doubly that goes and that goes doubly so for you so um why don't we start off where you started the year and where you are now and we can talk about the things in between that uh makes those different man I'm 
like thinking of January 2019, uh, one of the things I've learned this year is time's definitely not real because January of, or excuse me, January 2020, January of this year was way further than 10, 11 months ago. Like, honestly, I don't remember a single thing about January other than Kobe Bryant dying. That's on, I don't remember the first 25 days. That's the first thing I remember. And that was the first inkling uh, I should have known this is going to be a, a bad year. Um, it went on from there. Uh, more people were getting killed. Um, I quit my job in a pandemic. That was a, uh, that was one my father frowned upon, but, uh, <laughs> I had to do what I, what I had I to can, do. Um, and since then it's just been trying to, I can only imagine. Yeah, trying to, trying to carve out my own lane and, and, whatever trying to dip my toes in whatever if it's if it's something i've done before trying to do it again get better at it if it's something i haven't done before uh trying to take that as a challenge trying to get better at it or at least get more comfortable with it yeah that's true yeah and i um I, so obviously sorry you go ahead. sorry <laughs> so um i mentioned the uprising about police brutality um and that well, it's at least nice that people cared or pretended to care for it a little bit. It was a good bit. two weeks. Um, it was a good two weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was out there, you know, feeling good about the fact that the streets of Philadelphia were completely flooded with people and then um a couple of week, a couple of months later something else happened and this like girl was cutting my hair and she looked like punkish and I thought maybe she'll have Similar politics. She was like, it's scary out there. You got to stay home. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I guess this is what we're in for after after that one month of people pretending to care. But uh, not to get into too many of the details, that tangentially is what led to your departure from your old job. And as you said, you quit your job in the middle of a pandemic and struck out on your own as, I guess, an all-purpose content creator, to put it one way. Even, I mean... I don't like the way those words feel. I don't like being described mouth, that way, you know. but it's accurate. Like, I it's not inaccurate. Okay. Apologies about that. But so you start. Renaissance, you start out man. That's, that's, that's there we go. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're, a, you're a renaissance man. So you, you struck out on your own. Uh, you made a, a Patreon for your podcasting videos, blogs, um, and you also. Or, started Twitch streaming more. You had done that a bit at your old job as well. Um, so I guess the first thing that I want to know is how how did it feel quitting your job in the middle of a pandemic like that and trying to step into a career path or money-making path, whatever, that is basically brand new in the last, like, no one, this is not a way of making money that anyone in history has ever had. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? How did that feel? Uh, it was horrifying, man. I'm not going to lie. It was horrifying leading up to it. There was there was a lot going on there where I felt like it was just my time to move on. I've been there almost four years. And I felt like it was it was just my time to move on. And I the thing that brought me back to it was like if this if this wasn't a pandemic, I feel like it would have been an easier move, which duh, if things were different, they'd be different. So that definitely gave me pause, but it was horrifying because the part of content creation, you can create all you want. If they, if people don't consume it, then it's, it's for not. And I was fortunate because people said, you know, if you go out and if you step out and venture out on your own, we will support you. And I generally don't believe much of anything what people say. So I was like, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> um, and they, yeah, they held me down. So it was, it was horrifying, but uh satisfying ultimately satisfying yeah that's i was uh a little like nervous on your behalf and then as soon as the patreon started i signed up and i just like looked at the numbers throughout the day and i was like okay he made the right decision people are coming out for him i was really happy about yeah, no, that. i appreciate that the the people really they showed up for me and i i'm, I'm forever grateful for that um I'm, I'm going to use my moment to be cocky and say I wasn't worried. And it's easy for me to say I wasn't worried for you. Um, no, but I, I really liked your work. And I could see the depth of it and say, look, this is a person with talent and can apply it in multiple different ways. And like you, I actually left a job 
like right before the pandemic and mm. I'm streaming a little bit before and the pandemic hit and now all of a sudden like, Oh God, worst timing ever. So I dive in and I was, I was doing like two a days. Like mm. <laughs> I was, I was just like trying to like, just fill my time to not remember that I'm sitting on the couch unemployed. Yep. And obviously I wasn't at the level that you are, but when I saw that you were doing a similar thing, it got me really excited though, because I saw that like you were someone who had talent and you like clearly were coming off of, you know, something that, you know, you were a little uncertain and you had that base, that community with you and you could transfer that and say, Hey guys, like we can still be a community together. We can do it a different way. Like we're not talking about sports on a podcast. You're just listening. I'm playing a video game sports and you're talking to me. We're talking back and forth. And that's what I found to be really rewarding Twitch. So that's what I wanted to just kind of get with you is like, how is your kind of just like view on your own community change since you've kind of dove into that? Uh, it's been like pleasantly surprising. Like within the Patreon, I started a discord, which I didn't know what, I still don't really know what it is, but people seem to like it. Like people seem to enjoy themselves. I just kind of try to stay out of the way. I just wanted to, ultimately try to create a community where like you can you can disagree people can get you know roasted jokes on like it's not you know kissing ass or everything but i've seen like what can happen when you let like a comment section or a community when you let it go uh unpoliced or you let it grow to what you want it to grow to and that was something that i, I wanted to avoid so the people have been like overwhelmingly nice like it's it's people if you're there it's because you want to be there like nobody nobody stumbled in the discord nobody stumbled in the patreon if you're there it's because you want to be there um and within that it's you see other people that want to be there and you want to help them in ways that you can it's been like we've had fundraising it's been there's like mental health talk in the discord like i just wanted to be you can talk argue about whatever but just know that if somebody disagrees with you, they're not gonna hound you for weeks and months or, or X Y Z. Yeah, your Twitch stream is uh, very fun. Thank you. It's the the only kind of Twitch streams that I watch are like uh, my friends and like weird one player <laughs> game, like people that are insanely good at it. And then I watch yours, and it's I'm like, neither of those. I'm not very good at half the of it is. <laughs> Half half of it is about like watching and you doing the commentary and getting like weirdly emotionally invested in the Madden version of Journey Brown, and the other half is um, you know the the people in there are fun. There's the one day everyone was roasting the one guy for like working in a bowling alley. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I do remember that he said his first job was setting up pins at a bowling alley, which I don't know anybody in the chat was born in like eighteen twenty two. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's like a job that bob Cousy used to moonlight doing oh no and i, I think um, but how did oh sorry bobby bobby bobby's got these like quick fire questions i'm just like drifting in the wind so i don't i don't know if i want to like cut off his uh his momentum train uh well part of what i was wondering uh and this is maybe a little bit inside baseball or whatever but does the fact that you've always done or that not always uh, obviously a couple of years with the Nick man um but you have a lot of experience doing like the solo podcasts and just um you can talk interestingly for like over an hour just yourself Does, do you think that's helped like your twitch because like you can just like bullshit if no one's giving you anything oh, absolutely. In the chat? like and, and even before that like the reason like once I understood what Twitter was, like you said earlier, it was, you know, characters to say whatever you want. But when I thought it was going to the grocery store, just ate lunch, I was like, I, I don't get this. But then once I realized if you could just talk out loud, I was like, this is meant for me. I've had nothing but random things to say all my life and no one to say them to. Like I would be saying whatever tweets out loud and now I just have a place to put them. So that helped. I've always been able to usually trying to talk my way out of some type of situation I got myself into. So I've always been able to, you know, talk. And if I see a point, let's harp on that. If I 
ask the community let's okay what do y'all think get some interaction going that way then that inevitably leads to something else and between that journey brown will either break a 95 yard run or fumble and like that'll spark another conversation so it it definitely it's like a, a form of improv like the yes and it's like what a like yes and what a, and when you're on twitch or anywhere else the yes and can be whatever you want it to be you can go literally whatever direction you want it to be it's funny that you say that about twitter how you just had random thoughts your whole life and didn't get it at first because when i first started when i first heard about it i was like how like narcissistic do you have to be to think that people care like oh, i went out to dinner at applebee's and then i like created it and like two weeks later i was like oh i'm exactly that narcissistic that i just think that everyone gives a mm -hmm. fuck about what i have to say we're all See, I on was... twitter is everybody has that level of narcissism but also that level of insecurity it's like we would say this stuff in real life probably but we're all slick introverts well, that, that was the thing for me. I was the exact opposite reaction to you guys. I was like, thank God. Because my <laughs> friends were actually getting annoyed that I was like going out of my way to tell them every stupid little thing. And my one friend, he's like been my best friend since forever. It's just like, dude, I love you, but you can't like text me every time you see something funny driving home. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, you got to find somebody else. And it was like, the world yeah looking <laughs> back at, like the people that the friends of mine they were like you should start a twitter you should start a twitter i look back and that was basically them saying like why are you telling me this um <laughs> in a nice way so i appreciate them for that yeah god that's fine. and i think what i really love about your interaction with twitter is um i think you use it in a way i wish i i could and you interact with people and i feel like you always pick out the people that are making an interesting conversation or adding to the joke, making it funny and you're sharing it with everybody and you're not doing it in a way that like, feels like you're, you know, stealing their thunder. It's like, you really are bringing them into the conversation. And like, you know, I've seen some of your conversations just morph into something. It, it starts as one thing and then completely becomes something else. And I just look through your Twitter timeline and like, how did it get here? And it's kind of like putting the pieces together. <laughs> it's like that for me too i will legit like be tweeting about something and 15 minutes later somebody who's not glued to twitter like i am will respond to something i'm like what the hell are you talking oh yeah i did say that like 12 minutes ago i i don't i did say that no okay that's a good point like, what, are you, Shaq? what are you talking about Shaq? but once you once you kind of get caught up uh everything makes sense i do that sometimes i'm i'll see like tweet of yours from 20 minutes ago and i'm like oh, i got something to say but it's too late yeah <laughs> we're, we're 15 subjects past that at this point yeah all right um so i really wanted to talk you know just even beyond just twitch and everything because obviously twitch is going well um from what we can gather and you know obviously bobby's uh on the emotional roller coaster as well uh and i i soon will be joining because i'm i'm very intrigued sorry i haven't been there yet uh but I'm sorry if you're going to join <laughs> it's, a, it's a madhouse in there <laughs> but um you know obviously twitch is is nice and you can go live whenever it's kind of like a free open mic at any time but there is still that kind of like you know, feeling of like, can I get to the next level? So this is something else. This is something else. Is there a point you got with your Twitch where you were thinking, okay, this is, you know, a good enough floor or did you get a point where you're like, I really need to start like digging for like a different kind of like outlet? Uh, it was you mean like when I first started out or like really like getting into it, getting into it. Well, I mean, take us through it. I mean, cause obviously, you know, at some point for me, I got, a, you know, a regular job and Twitch became something that, you know, I couldn't do all the time the way I wanted to. So I ended up doing it two times a night. So maybe just take us through a journey of just like kind of how your mix changed as, you know, you kind of went through this new transition. I'm trying, I started it in either, either May, it was sometime this summer. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was just a thing like I remember. everybody's at home, everybody's just trying to find a way, like how can you create more content new content and i was like okay like tw i can do twitch i play video games i just like my mistake and i think why i was so slow to it i thought the only like 
you're only watching streamers like ninja like you gotta have 15 million followers already you gotta be per the king of Fortnite already or people like hey lebron james is going like you're famous for something else and that's why i was like well i'm like neither one of those and then once i started doing i was like huh this can really be whatever i want it to be like i'm not either one of those things and it still works because if you want those things you can go to those places if you want something else you can drop by much like that's the that's kind of the beauty of it because it's a thing i point out i play mostly sports games but the sports game i'm playing is never the sport about like if i'm playing live we're talking nfl <laughs> talking madden we're talking nba if i'm playing hockey we're talking like baseball like it's never like just one of one it can look any kind of way and i think that's the main thing i learned from that uh, is that it it is what you make it like if you want it to be you know you want to be a master at Fortnite, you can do that if you want to dick around and move the jaguars to Mexico, you can do that too so <laughs> it's it's all about like finding what you want to do with it yeah i was before we started this i was watching someone do try to do a no hit bloodborne run which is like an insanely hard game and then like a insanely hard thing to do within an insanely hard game and it's funny that we're talking to you now uh, because uh, we saw something that came over from twitter which was you talking to someone who said just play on rookie mode and, <laughs> and you were like this is this is actually the move and then you actually this is a great idea and i would watch you like steal home a couple times <laughs> it, yeah i don't in the show like it's i'm not saying you like if you're playing winning by 60 every game okay that's not fun but in baseball come on man like on the easiest mode you're not going to hit a home run every single time so yeah i want to hit 90 home runs I want to steal 150 bases. Like I want to hit a ball clean out of uh, past McCovey's Cove. I don't want to play on All Star Bat 237 for the realistic feel. I don't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Give me rookie. Mode. And I think what you no one grows up dreaming. No one grows up dreaming of being being a utility man. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, I want to play a video game. Being better, better than yeah. Barry Bonds. <laughs> I think you guys are both hitting on too. Uh, the reason why I stopped playing the NHL games, they started making the physics like so real skating. Like if you like tried to like turn like 180 degrees with the momentum, and I was like, "Fuck physics, man!" Like I just want to go. Like I don't want to sit here and like turn around like an idiot. Like I remember the first but, uh, live or 2K that had it. Like you used to could just go like left, right, left, right, left, right. and the first yeah. one was like when you go left. You hang a minute. And it also depends, like, are they big? Are they a small guy? And I was like, oh, man, this is a turn for the worst. Like, I, I don't like, I remember <laughs> at that moment, I was like, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. I yeah. still can't even really get into 2K because of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, this doesn't feel like, this somehow has such realistic physics that it doesn't feel like moving. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like shuffling. Yeah, like the point of video game, it's supposed to be, I want to jump high with my feet off the screen like NBA Jam. I want to shoot a three from 40 feet. I don't want to uh, call for the pick and just go to the line 11 times because my teammates can't hit a shot. Like, that, that's not fun. I'll do it. That's, and that's, that's, why I miss, that's why I miss the NFL and NBA Shriek games. Yeah. So let me, like, literally run up a wall and jump off it to make a catch. Let me jump over the over the rim. Although they also didn't let women dunk in those games for some reason. Everyone else could jump <laughs> over the basket. <laughs> they were like layups only, ladies. Bobby's like, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, can't who knows? Uh, <laughs> that, that even reminds me, though, like, when I play games and, um, like, I just get frustrated. Like, even just um, when they get too realistic with you know, oh, we're gonna do like a whole franchise mode, and we're gonna we're gonna build it out and stuff like that. And I'm like, fine, cool. Like if you're a customizer, I can do that. But I also can't be Kyle Korver, the best three point shooter of all time in 2K16, and get my feet to just sit in the corner without stepping out of bounds. Like it's it's like it's too realistic. They're the athletes with these amazing abilities. And I'm like, if it was real life, I could actually much easier than Kyle Korver, the best three-point shooter of all time, step into the corner. Right. Because the buttons don't translate right. And that's what always takes me out of a game is like, if I ever have a moment where I'm like, look, if it's easier for me to do it, 
been that guy, then why am I even playing? <laughs> right, something's off. <laughs> I'll go do that myself. I'll go step out of bounds right yeah, now. Yeah, I can do that on my own. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so I do. I get... Oh, Bobby, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I, I think I was probably going to go a similar direction to you, but you have stuff written down. So I, I no, want I don't. To... I have like two things written down. Yeah, we're we're in a video right now, and Bobby's like holding a pen, like he, he's got a lot of things, but he's... I'm at my work desk. <laughs> no, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about um, some of those endeavors past uh, Twitch, and obviously uh, a kind of a big one that I, I'll kind of let you talk about, but. Um, Making, I, I would believe this is your television debut in any sense coming up soon. Uh, yeah. So if you want to talk about that and let the people know. Uh, yeah, the, the fine people at Adult Swim, shout out to uh, Henry Bonsu and my friend Judd McMahon putting a good word for me. Uh, Laser Wolf's a show on Adult Swim, Sunday nights, midnight. And I was asked to do like some voice work for like their season two promo. And that led to me, I did like a moderation of a panel they had. And so it became a thing like I recorded a couple things and I wouldn't it's not my show yet. Like yet, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's a revolution coming. No, um, but if they he told me like if they get a season three, then maybe the character I do might would be a regular character. So waiting to see is one of those like, hey, that'd be cool. And if not, my voice was on Adult Swim like that. That was cool either way. Can't believe yeah. they wanted your voice. It's so high. Yeah, no, it sucks. I, I don't know what they see. <laughs> Not at you all. Really need to, <laughs> you need to really angle yourself for one of those uh, corporate sponsorship deals. Uh, you know, just like take flow and just ride that until you, they get like a younger version, but they still keep flow mm-hmm. around because like nobody's like allowed to tell her to leave because technically she's executive producer now because, you know, she's got stock out. But yeah, like she basically owns us. Uh, we still have to run her commercials with her family that nobody's found funny for the whole decade she's tried. Uh, but no, it's it's kind of funny though because I was thinking if you you know get good at like you know voice acting, people start to like recognize your voice and stuff like that. And my first thought was, well, there's there's some more money. Get you on cameo soon. And like, I could never imagine myself being on cameo and somebody wanting me to read something, but could. You probably have fans now that would want you to read some stupid thing that they wrote down. How, how does that feel? Uh, it's, <laughs> well, on, once I found out like what Cameo was and saw like Undertaker getting like a thousand dollars to wish kids like happy birthday, I wish somebody happy birthday. For, I'll do it for like five hundred. Like you ain't even got to charge. I'll, I'll under, <laughs> whatever Undertaker's charging, I guarantee you, I'll, I'll undercut it. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a generous yeah. offer. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice to know that like I have that support, right? Like if I if I could do it, it would be. I think it could be like something fun, something funny, and hopefully beneficial for both sides. But I won't do it for less than uh, what Taker's making. <laughs> no, you know, it's all about knowing your worth. If you're if you uh, are three years out of college, you should be making hundred thousand yep. dollars. I learned that. You should be married with seven kids, all that. As we all are. Correct. We are married with seven kids, so yep. us three together. What's it like right. seeing your voice uh, come out of the TV? It, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre, man, because it's the, a thing like the boob tube. In doing, like, of course, like all the voiceover stuff was um, virtual, like basically like this right now. So, like, did it, redid it. And so I heard it and heard it, heard it a hundred times. You know, try it this way, try it this way. And then still the first time you hear it, like on a TV, it still sounds different. Like it, it like I, I don't think anybody likes the sound of their own voice. Like I don't like the sound of my own voice, but it was one of those when I heard it, I was like, that's me. And it was me. So that's a, it's a unique feeling. Um, if nothing else, it's just like, wait a minute, I'm not talking, but I hear me. <laughs> yeah. Just a cool experience, I would imagine. Definitely. Absolutely. If nothing else. Um, So I I did think that since we are mental health podcast and Cody's the main mental health haver on the podcast, (laughs) you might have some questions about that aspect since that was, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I I did want to just even 
Yeah, like I, I think, you know, like we said, we're not going to rehash anything in your um, transition that you've already talked about. You know, plenty of places, and um, you know, I think that's covered ground. But I, I am really curious. You know, I, I think you were kind of a focal point for a lot of people that were, you know, looking up to you in that, you know, big moment where there's protests all around the country, and you know, they were saying like, "What are you going to do next?" And you had that that moment where you, you break, you start getting some things going and stuff like that. But can you again, just, you know, again, a little bit, I said, take us through the mix, but maybe even just take us a little bit, you know, just that journey, like where, where does the anxiety spike a little bit, but where did you kind of finally feel like, okay, I think, I think I got this. I think this was, you know, the move. Uh, man, I still don't feel like that to be completely honest with you. It's the thing where I'm <laughs> like, not, not necessarily like expecting the bottom to fall out, but it is a, it's been like not even six months, right? It's like it's been going well. I couldn't ask for a better start, but it's still, it's just a start. So we'll see how it goes long-term. But it was a thing where like before I was tied to a company and people would tell me like, like we want to, you know, support you or what you do or whatever, but we may not rock with the company. And I was like, I, I get it. I understand. So what I tried to do was, give people like different avenues to support like okay if you still want to hear the podcast and the writing you there's this lane if you want to interact on twitch if video games are your thing there's this lane uh like i've been doing some work with the retired players association so it's like okay if you want to like all you if you just put eyes on it right like, that don't cost a dollar if you just watch the stuff that's supporting you can support that way versus being like i want to support but i don't know how um so I just wanted to give myself options there. And the thing I didn't count on was people supporting like multiple ways. I think that's what really surprised me the most. I figured out like, okay, people will support one way and some people support like all three ways. And I think that's the part was that was the most surprising. And again, like it's a pandemic. It's, it's like people are like down bad out here so for them to whatever support they can give uh it's not something i take lightly like the anxiety it, it don't go away but I, I try to anytime i feel anxious about that i try to work if i'm feeling anxious i let me stream let me write something let me record like let me i ain't gonna just be anxious to be anxious like i'm gonna, I'm gonna vacuum the floor i'm gonna do the di like i'm gonna turn it into some type of productivity yeah, and I think you've done amazing of taking a leap of faith, especially in the conditions that we're in. But you deserve that cushion for the base you've built. And that's why I wasn't worried, because I thought, hey, look, he, this guy already knows how to make an amazing podcast. He'll know how to make amazing podcasts over here or over there. That's just, you know, true to the word. And I didn't know that you were already twitching until I saw you doing that kind of stuff. But you know, I, I looked at just the samples of some of the things you did and I said, you know, why can't he make this successful somewhere else knowing that, yeah, comedy is a, a punishing game and especially if you go the stand up route. Thankfully, that's not the route you had to take because right now that's not I'd even an be option. Out on my ass if that was but, uh, yeah, but it's definitely a, a punishing game and you've come out to not just, you know, be funny or whatever you're being funny and you're building something I feel like, and you can carry that with you. And, you know, that's, that's the new world. And I, I think, especially in the world of, you know, we all make fun of boomers and stuff, but all these celebrities that we used to watch are more like the Tom Cruises and, you know, Will Ferrell's and stuff like that. The celebrities we have now are like mixes of like, you know, influencers like the Kardashians and then, even cooks like Gordon Ramsay, it, it can be the right. Twitch streamers. And that's kind of, you know, where you are, or just, you know, in Twitch, but you're a great content producer. So maybe you're also on an adult swim show at midnight on Sundays for season three. When that comes back. Yeah. I'm sure they listen in right now. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. There's adult uh, swim. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hopeful. Yeah. And again, the thing I, I just wasn't counting on like the multiple support, like when, when I started the Patreon, I didn't like there wasn't like a number. I didn't have any kind of like, OK, I need to hit this number to feel justified or to feel successful. And the thing about like building a community, like you mentioned, like I like I felt like I had that. I knew the people that listened uh, to mixtape the previous podcast I was on. Like I knew they were 
loyal to the soil. I didn't have any doubt in my mind about that. But it was also a thing. Where, they weren't. Hmm? <laughs> wasn't going to be disloyal people listening. To yeah, a five hour like, long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you still there? Like hour four minute forty six. Like just to hate or disagree. That's on you, man. Um, it, was also, yeah, it was a thing where people like, okay, yeah, if you do this, if you do X, Y, Z, we'll support you. We'll support you. We'll support you. And again, it's a thing where I just in general don't like or believe people. So it's like, okay, I know I hear what people are saying. Right, you're saying that I'm on. If I go this way, you'll do this, and maybe they will. Maybe like, I don't think they were lying, but life happens. You know what I'm saying? If, if I if I left that company and went to another company that people feel the same type of way about, you know what I'm saying, or feel as strongly about, or if I went and did, you know what I'm saying, line with any type of network or one sided on either side of it, it's like well, you just you swapped one for the other, and that's where I was trying to yeah. avoid. Yeah, I was looking for a dead spin move for you. I was thinking that'd be a good line. <laughs> I hit my line. Yeah, the zombie dead spin. <laughs> I think the, after, the union after are looking the... for labor rep, actually. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's that, and that is the, the feel good story in all of this. That I think even in a pandemic, you can see that. And I hope when the pandemic's done, you can even see more. But I, I think that really calls to what you're saying to people is that they feel comfortable enough to give, you know, extra dollars during a hard time to support you because it supports them too. And I know that I'm, I'm on Twitch. I definitely am sometimes the person who will like subscribe to someone's page and forget to even go to the page and ever look at it. And basically I'm just giving them money because I want to support them. But you know, that's a good feeling. Definitely. I think someone I don't know just said to me, Hey, I want you to have this because I think you're just yeah. good at this. And if I happen to be by, yeah. it's, a, it. it's a, I won't say a challenge, but that maybe it is like, that's the word that comes to mind. Like when I go on Twitch and see, okay, somebody subscribed again, they got a four or five, six month streak or whatever. It's like, okay, this person, they showed up for whatever reason, but they came back. You got to keep, do your part. I got to do my part to keep them coming back. But Okay. I wasn't going to stream today or tomorrow, but listen, this person been there like seven straight months, right? So if they're, if they're giving that to watch me play video games, I can, you know what I'm saying? I can play, I can stream. I can, I can at the very least do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, that, he's, he's the getting the about... same uh, virus I had. <laughs> that's the thing about. I was Twitch like, literally like, like they... if I don't stream, yeah, yeah, like, I'm missing shaking. subscribers. Yeah. They're out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing about Switch is it's not like Spotify or like any other subscription thing. Like you have to actively make the decision every single month to re-up. And so like when you see someone do yeah. that, I'm sure I mean I'm I don't Twitch stream, so I don't know, but I'm I assume that that is well you have to re-up if you use only your Amazon Prime, Bobby. Duh. You can buy you can buy bundles now too amateur. months if you want to really really support your favorite streamers. All right. See, I needed you two to bond for this to be a good episode. And if turning against me is how you're going to crucify me on a damn no. You don't even know what a hype train is. If do that, then that's fine. Yeah. Bobby, how many hype trains have you been in? <laughs> how many hype emotes you got? You got the hype cherry? He ain't got no hype cherry. That's, no, I, I, but one, that's one the thing, thing I think you bring up. One girl. Yeah, sure. Anywho, anyway, uh, no, but you bringing up Spotify, I think it's also like a good one because Spotify is streaming. Like if I put a song on, it's still streaming, but it's a different kind of streaming because I just like that song. It's four minutes, whatever. I'll keep going, keep going. Same about podcasts. That's kind of like streaming. You're streaming the podcast, like keep going, keep going. But that's why they, I realize that's why they call it esports because nobody wants to watch a recording. I know there is a big YouTube presence. But like when it comes to certain games and especially sports games, nobody wants right. to watch the replay. They want to be there. They want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of the community. So it's not something that like I can make 50 videos on my free time and just upload right. them. One week, you're fine like, unless I'm like a high level YouTuber. Yeah. Like I, I'd have to be one of those YouTubers that teaches people shit. And I'm like dumb as hell. So how the hell am I? I'm going to watch somebody else's YouTube to make my YouTube. <laughs> But yeah, no, and I I think I'm the kind of like same kind of streamer you are though. It's like I'm I'm there to give you an extra experience that you don't have, 
and like you're like yeah i could play madden or whatever and like the same way you can i'm like yeah but you can't have that emotional depth i have about this fullback i made and i made him so bad that he got benched like you know yeah, for the whole season into the story. like that that's a kind of yeah guilty as charged <laughs> again my man journey brown <laughs> bobby just doesn't document this um so do you guys want to talk a little basketball since basketball's back and Oh, I would love to talk some basketball because I, well, this is even a mental health thing that I just think is weird. I did go to the Sixers Christmas game last year. I was lucky enough to go and I'm sitting here and the Sixers opening night is tomorrow. That is December 23rd, two days from Christmas. Like that just blows my mind that we're talking about the NBA starting now. It's like Tyler said earlier, time doesn't exist. Yeah. Like I I said it like, When they moved the draft, I was like, I'm not used to like the draft in October and November, but months aren't real. Like none of this is real. None of this is like none of these. Everybody's going to be inside, whether it's December or June, hopefully be inside. So it's like start at whatever, man. Like it is what it is. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting for like James Harden to get traded mid game. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Like like, like like when Bogey got traded during the All-Star game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just <laughs> Harden's tanking his fucking belly or somebody is what do you th- somebody got the goods on him what are your thoughts on that Tyler on like what James Harden's doing to try to get himself traded like yeah are you in favor are you against it like where do you want him to go uh I'm I'm all for it man I'm just about always on the side of the players uh feels like every single article that's come out it's like this culture was created around James, around James, around James. And now he's asking them to do what he wanted. And they're like, whoa, whoa, how could he, how could he do this? Like, this is, this sounds like he's the only thing he's ever done was like ask for something and then get it. So why would he not ask for this and then get it? Now the, yeah. like the part in the clubs with little baby is very funny. Um, like him just, <laughs> <laughs> him literally like going from Atlanta really to Vegas, like skipping over Houston to go party some more is very funny. Yeah. The doing it with like no mask and hundreds of people, that's not as funny. But it's a thing where the squeaky uh, wheel gets the grease. Like that's how Jimmy Butler showed up to practice every day and yelled at his teammates till he got traded. Like, it, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. He said, if. If you don't bring me Jimmy Butler, yeah. I'll do it, Jimmy Butler. Is like, and, yeah, Anthony right Davis now. basically played like every other game. Kawhi Leonard was like, my leg hurts. Like these guys will do whatever it takes to get <laughs> out. So I'm, I'm fine with it. And like the stories that are coming out, I this doesn't feel like to me it's hurting James Harden's value. Like it's if anything, like you're trying to make him look like a worse person, and he's going to go out there and score 35, and people are going to realize, yeah, that's his. Like I don't. know. He can be, and he's still gonna keep getting yeah, he's paid, gonna get his, paid his, uh, his 40 million, whatever he gets. I'm in, I think you guys, because you don't I think, do so? think so. Oh, I was gonna say, I, well, we're not a warm weather city, so it's surprising me that you're trying to get I mean, here. Listen, I'm not gonna be the one playing there, so he, he can go to uh Maine for all <laughs> I care, but I, I'm generally against younger player for older player but in this case i think i would i would pull the trigger on simmons for hard i would hate to do it it would probably like stay with me for until ben simmons retires because i think he's that kind of a talent but i just time and time again we see like there are no windows in the nba you have a 21 year old kevin durant and 20 year old westbrook and harden and you're like yeah these guys will be sick for the next 10 years it don't happen like that Shaq and Penny, Kobe and shit, like throughout time, it just doesn't happen like that. So if you think in these next two, three years, you can legit win a championship, I think it's worth it. And I think I think it could be one like it works out for both. Like Ben Simmons, if he went to Houston, I think he'd absolutely be an all-star, all-NBA, all-defender for the next decade. And if you, if Harden like hooked up with Embiid, they got some shooters, it could be like, yeah, we're in – and competing for the finals for the next two, three, maybe after that years. Like, it could work for both both sides. Yeah. Yeah, and that's my thing for me. Somebody brought up that your window probably isn't as big yep. as you think just because uh, 
Joel's so big, he's right. gonna break down soon. Like not necessarily you next don't year, but right. around three more years, it's gonna go down. And Ben's just not showing like enough of a jump to be like a champion maker. And not that he should be, but James Harden is that guy that you can put with Joel just as he's peaking and maybe make something happen. I mean, you only need one championship to That's justify and a move. Like I was, I, the thing I go back to yeah. the 20 Durant's second year in Golden State. That was the at their peak. That's the best basketball team I've ever seen in my life. And the course of that team, they won yeah. three titles in five years. The best team I've ever seen won three titles in five years. And you think yeah. you're going to like play it out for like a five, six year window thinking you're going to get one. It don't necessarily work like that. You see it with the Raptors. Raptors ran that team back forever. Yeah. And it was like, fuck it. Like, let's, let's roll the dice. It worked. So, and they yeah, got and the golden year too. Like they got the warriors that were not the warriors. And that was the year that everybody said, we're going to make our run. Now everybody looks strong. So even if the, the Sixers traded for James Harden without giving up Ben Simmons. I'd still say, I don't know. The Nets look pretty good. No, like, that would still be a favorite. Without giving up Simmons. That's a lot. I'd, I'd fire the new Houston GM automatically. Yeah. I know he just got there, but sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what seems to be so weird here. It's just maybe James Harden's trying to tank his value because he lost like his coach. He lost, you know, Maury who was obviously his friend at the front office to help make moves. New guy comes in and says, no, I'm not going to trade for this player. You like, I'm going to trade for the players that are best for the team. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. You're going to trade me one way or another. Yeah. And I'll make it easier for you. Yeah. My thoughts on the Harden thing are, and you may disagree about this. Um, I'm fine with him doing Sure, I'm fine with him doing what he's doing, and I'm fine with any player like using all the leverage they have. Because I mean, until ten years ago, they basically didn't have any unless they were Michael Jordan. And he he had to quit and come back to get some leverage. Yeah, yeah. And that, and then he retired apparently after '98, in part because (laughs) he couldn't find anywhere to sign because nowhere had cap space because they didn't have smart GMs yet. And the Bulls are like, Um, no thanks, Michael Jordan. we're all fit, Michael yeah. Jordan. Six six championships. Uh, <laughs> we're good. We're yeah, not going to get greedy. Even the Sixers signed Allen Iverson for a fake season. Like, come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm. I'm Nobody remembers that shit. <laughs> I'm cool with like Harden doing that. Happy for him. Uh, I do kind of wish that guys wanted to do that less. Like, I'm also happy that Giannis just decided to stay in Milwaukee because, mm. like, it does suck for the fans when a guy like that leaves and the media speculating that he's going to leave. And, like, it does hurt the product a little bit when there's not as much continuity, which is the owner's fault for shortening contracts in the last CBA. But yeah, they I just wish that, the foot. I wish that there was more of a middle ground, but the players still could do whatever they wanted. They just chose not to sometimes. I think that's kind of what we're seeing now. Maybe that's... Like every single – after Paul George literally just asked nicely to be traded and got traded, that was the point where I was like, oh. Because, again, like Paul, he was coming off his – I think he finished third in MVP that year, like his – as good a season, almost as good yeah. a season you're going to have. And he just had to ask nicely. And so, like, if that's what it takes, why would James Harden not be like, hey, can you trade me? I'm better than Paul George. <laughs> like, what, what do I got? Do I need to ask? Listen, if I ask nicely, that didn't work. Okay, I got to show up late to practice. Okay, I got to party a little bit. I got to show up and apparently, like, threw the ball yeah. at a rookie or something. He's got he, he going to do what he has yeah. to do till he gets traded. And he's been in Houston forever, and he's thinking, how many more times we got to do this, man? Like, come on. He's asked for the trade. You know if he's throwing balls at somebody that it's performative enough that he's going to go to games and, like, sit on the bench when he's supposed to be, like, out there for the tip or something. Like, he's going to do some hijinks, and then he'll play so he actually gets his money, but he's going to keep pissing you off every step of the way. But – um on the flip side, though, we got to send out a, um, a huge congratulations to Utah fans for Rudy Gobert's two hundred and five million dollar contract. Five, you gotta love it. She got got the league shut down. 
lost all the owners. Who knows how much money by getting COVID and spreading it around and being yeah. a dick about it. And they reward him with the uh, $50 million average annual value contract. I think my favorite part of that was he took, I think, like like 205. He could have got like the same contract Giannis got. And he said, he said, I wanted to take less so they could build around Donovan yeah. Mitchell. He took $5 million less a year so they could build around Donovan Mitchell. I was like, okay. Like, who like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's on uh, JJ. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> definitely Delon Wright. Here's the difference between you and the championship of salute. Yeah. God. Well, that you know, it's funny because we were even talking today about um the Bogdanovich uh mm. punishment finally came down, and I was thinking about that and like kind of crap your players, but like what they did was they took away their second round pick. And for the Bucks, that could be That'll pick 60. Yeah. So that's literally like, yeah, like nothing. But there's no way to – you can't take a first-round pick because what if it's number one? You took a first-round pick away because they right. fucked and up signing Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Like, yeah, like – so what I realize is you really do need to make, like, the G League kind of uh, – they have their own draft. But you, you got to morph it with, like, the NBA draft so it's, like, deeper – and make teams care more about their minor leagues, but we're not going to be there for so long that draft pick shit doesn't make sense. I don't understand why they go money. All the owners are crying about money right now. Like, just take their money. Maybe that's what they could do. Something like the MLB, like, docking people's international signing pool or whatever. Maybe once that G League, like, stars division that Mm. is trying to lure the best high school players, once that gets going... Mm. Maybe they could penalize the teams like a little bit of their money to sign those type of guys. I, just, I don't know. I just came up with a punishment that will definitely hit. stop tampering. Dead cap hit. If you are caught tampering, one million dollar dead cap hit. And I know one million dollars doesn't seem like a lot. Maybe we we maybe even alter it, but teams care about their cap that's what they care about most and if you start taking away their cap they're gonna See, stop I go, I, honestly, shit I go the other way man i would just make tampering legal you're not gonna, you're not gonna yeah. stop it and well it's like if yeah that's if also you're not kind gonna of stop fun. it i remember the lakers i think it was over <laughs> paul george and they had to pay five hundred thousand dollars uh an exorbitant amount for the los angeles yeah. lakers uh <laughs> and the books just lost pick number 60 yeah. i don't know how they were so it's like okay if you're not gonna punish it punish it yeah Allow it. Like, what are you talking? Yeah. Didn't Magic Johnson say something about signing Paul George? Yeah, like, like Letterman or something. Show. And it cost him $500,000. Yeah. 500000 Like, yeah. a drop in the bucket yeah. to Magic Petty Johnson himself, let alone the fucking Lakers franchise. He said part of the reason he quit, too, was yeah. the tampering I can fines. respect that. He, just, he was annoyed by it. It's not the money. It's just, like, literally it bothered him that he yeah, had to try to watch his words. because I will not play within the rules. I'd rather not play. Honestly, honestly, better better yeah, for the Lakers because Magic Johnson's not going to tell anyone to sign anywhere else except the Lakers. Now he can just do it. <laughs> yeah. Magic Johnson's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't think Charlotte looks like the place yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 Magic Johnson. <laughs> My good friend Larry Bird used to play for the Celtics. Oh, man. I think he'd look good in green. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh man, I was thinking about how bad Michael Jordan is to Charlotte. I can't too, believe, like, just, again, after like everybody oh. watched the last dance, and I, you can't sell me on him being addicted to competition if his team's not good. I'd like that's one bird that don't fly. Like you, you can't tell me he's yeah. he the most competitive basketball player, baseball card player, golf course, t- uh, table tennis, all that. And he gets to yeah. his team, and he's like, eh. you know, like eleven uh, C. I don't really who cares. <laughs> so I something. Something ain't smelling right there to me. Maybe he kicked the habit. Maybe he went to competition <laughs> anonymous and he's he's like, like, it really is the game. Now <laughs> it's just like I'm just gonna enjoy enjoy my money. Go golf and don't care if we want to lose. I think the funniest I think the funniest fallout is uh Scotty Pippen was actually upset and talked to Michael and said, um, hey man, I think you made it too much about yourself. He goes, Yeah, you're right. He just moved on. He didn't even yeah. fucking care. Like, Almost shut like up, you made Scotty. Stop make yourself calling me, man. That's exactly why I made it, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott, yeah. got an episode. I'm Michael fucking Dennis Jordan. Robin what else would I make? <laughs> Michael Jordan got the rest of the episodes. That's Only fair. Theme. You think I'm playing the villain in Space Jam 2? No, I'm playing a small cameo <laughs> place just so I can be a good guy. <laughs> 
All right, Bobby, I think this might be the point where uh, I wanted to see if you have any more questions, but I think we've had a lot of fun and uh, don't want to drag on too much of Tyler's time because I know he's got a very busy schedule. Sure. Um, so we're going to stream. We're going to have a bunch of anxiety and make sure he streams right after. Uh, so I have one <laughs> statement and one question, and I'll do the statement first because sure. it's a little more serious. Is this, is this statement true, 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 have to do with Tyler or is this just your life? <laughs> Um, yeah. So it's it's about like you know all the civil unrest about the cops you know uh, killing people in the summer, and it made me think a lot about the when I first became aware that this was an issue, which was um, like Ferguson and Mike Brown and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason that I became aware that was an issue and a thing that pushed me to where I am politically now is seeing you talk about it all the time. Uh, that was really formative experience in my life for the better. And I don't know if you're necessarily trying to do that, but uh, if, if I feel that way, then I'm sure there's a ton of other people that feel that way. Uh, and so I wanted to thank you for doing that. Uh, I know you were just trying to do what was right, but like I said, very formative, uh, positive formative experience uh, for me following right. your thoughts and, becoming aware of stuff like that. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that, that for one, uh, two, like give yourself some credit. Cause again, like you could see it and scroll past it, right? Like you said, you didn't, you know, it didn't click or didn't register till Ferguson. And that's something I've tried to be mindful of. Like it, everybody's not going to realize it at the same exact time. I get that. Um, but it was a thing it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a active thing I was trying to do. It was just like, like, again, Twitter was made for, like, I just say, I tweet what's on my mind. If that's, hey, the cops shot this black woman in our home while she was asleep for a warrant, a no-knock warrant that wasn't for her, I think that's fucked up and I'm going to tweet about it. Or if that's I'm watching the game or if that's I'm going to my therapist, I'm dealing with mental health, like whatever it is, if I'm not, like if I'm not being genuine, I, I probably shouldn't tweet it. So like if it's it's for what like for good or worse like better or worse sometimes you are having bad days again uh like the double header tweet with my therapist that was real like we got in there and i told her i was like do you if you have another time after this i'll take it like i like cancel your lunch i'll take if you're open i will take it and she did it and she only charged me for one like that's how that's how real our relationship is and i appreciate uh you for saying that and i appreciate her for that that's awesome. Great that you have that kind of relationship with her. One of the really important person to have that kind of relationship with. Uh, uh, my second question, I my second part was I had two questions. Uh, first is, uh, what's your prediction for Eastern Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals, and NBA Championship this year? And uh, what's the ham contest field shaping up like this year? Uh I'll answer the second one first. Uh, losers is what it's looking like. I don't know who's coming in second place. We're looking at, I don't want to say it's still not canceled, postponed, not canceled. We're trying to find a way to do it safely um, where we can get fans in the house to appreciate me going for my fourth championship. So stay tuned for that. As far as the first question, I'm trying to, I've got, give me Lakers, give me Lakers Clippers. I feel like it's cliche, but I do, I think it's just the one we get. Like we, we deserve Lakers Clippers. We should have got it last year. If we don't get it at least one time during this Kawhi PG 80 LeBron thing, it would be a shame. So give me that out West and I'll, I'll take the Lakers East. Give me, I'm going Bucks Nets. I'm going Bucks Nets. Oh, heavens no. Um, <laughs> and give me, I, I think, I think it's the Bucks year. I think it's their year. They'll get to the finals. And losing six to the Lakers. Lakers repeat. All right, I would. I, I wouldn't love to see that because I would like it to be the Sixers and then they win. But uh, if it can't be that, then LeBron uh, versus LeBron and Giannis versus AD. Sorry, LeBron and AD versus Giannis, would, who's kind of like a combination of the two of them, would be uh, pretty pretty fun to watch. If the if the Clippers don't make at least the conference finals this year. I'm out on Paul George as a Hall of Famer. Get him out. I don't hate it, man. You know it's going to be – you know it's his fault if they don't make it. So do or die. For it's a big year for him. Year. And it's 
it's kind of what it was mentioned earlier. You said something about like the basketball media. It's one of the things I hate. Like I, I firmly believe that nobody on NBA Twitter likes ba- or basketball Twitter likes basketball. I 100% believe that. Um, so it's like a thing like there, it feels like there's so many good storylines. Like, why are we talking about like, okay, James Harden wants to be traded. We, we talked about that yesterday. Kyrie doesn't want to talk to the, okay. Like we, we know that it feels like there's so many, like they just showed the Nets. The Nets have like six coaches on their staff. I'd rather hear about that than like day 46 <laughs> yeah. of Kyrie Irving not wanting to talk to the media. It feels like there's so many more Fair story enough. angles. And again, like Paul, this is a big year for Paul George. I've been a Paul George fan. I, like I watched a little bit of him like coming out of Fresno State. And it was like one of those like, hey, man, like if he gets it together and he's like surpassed what I even thought. And like the that last year in Oklahoma City, that's kind of what I was like. That's if this is going to start being the new normal for him, like just all NBA defense, all NBA, all that. Then the Clippers are going to win the next five. And Paul George got to L.A. and was the only one who didn't know they were trying to win a championship. So if he knows that, if he realizes <laughs> that this year, they'll be in great shape. But if not, I agree his. His legacy will start to look funny in the light. What what you said about well, it's funny you even say Twitter that. hating basketball is this always drives me crazy. People say yeah. like uh, the NBA is just more fun, like when the Knicks are good, or like NBA is more fun when the Celtics. Give me a break. Good. I'm Ooh. like the NBA is the NBA is fun all the time. Like your your job as a media when person is easier when the Celtics <laughs> or Knicks are good because you have easier stories to write. Yeah, like I've never thought like basketball is. The NBA is great all the fucking yeah, time. Like they, it, I said at the uh, time, yeah. and RIP, but they were like, oh, man, it won't be the same. We're going to miss uh, – we'll, you'll never see another game when after Kobe Bryant retires. It's like, no, we'll be fine. Like, Giannis is like 22. Why? Like, all, like yeah. we'll be – you'll be missed, like, you know, on the court. We'll be fine. It's the same for LeBron. What are we going to do when LeBron retires? Luka's like 21. Zion's like twenty. Trey Young is shooting from thirty-five feet. We'll be fine. We'll like, we'll, we'll cope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's funny because this uh, kicks off my favorite game of every single year. And obviously, uh, the answer last year was obvious. Who's a player you rather have more, Paul George or Jimmy Butler? I'll say this is a tough one because yeah, this is an argument question. that I got had multiple times at a time when they were around the same tier, around, like Kawhi. When Kawhi was really coming up with the Spurs, Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Paul, I was like, yeah. I think Paul George is the naturally most talented of those guys. I I still don't know if I disagree. Like, just naturally talented. He's yeah. not the best of them, but. I think he's still the better player too. Well, I mean, and there's something to that. Win. He doesn't initiate. I was gonna say like there's either. something to that because I think he can do like more, like better yeah. shooter. I think he's a better passer probably than Jimmy Butler. But and we saw it time and time again when the Heat needed something to happen. If he needed to go to the free throw line and get two, if he needed to post somebody up, make a nice cut, if he needed to lock up the other, whatever it was, he took on that challenge, and that's something. Paul George is going to have to show. Kawhi has shown it. Jimmy Butler has shown it. And Paul George is going to have to. So right now, I would I would have to go Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean, he took him to the finals. I mean, a bunch of guys we didn't know. Obviously, Tyler Hero went off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then and Paul George just tried to play the Doc Rivers card. And it was like, keep they he played me like JJ Redick. I'm like, well, that's impossible because JJ Redick made the threes. Again, that's the thing. Like so. I <laughs> like Jimmy But they lost and all that. But if you swap those two teams, I don't think the Clippers season ends the way it ends. And I don't think the Heat, like I think the Heat probably go at two rounds sooner. And the Clippers probably I th- I don't think they beat the Lakers still, but I I don't think they blow a three one lead. I'll say that. Yeah, they beat the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's a uh, another great debate to have in the the NBA circles. But I think we've come to, you know, the end of the podcast now. Unless Bobby's got anything else he wants to throw in there, I know you had a, a two part question. Did we hit all two parts? Yeah, we did. Got Tyler uh, laid down the okay, law cool. about the ham contest and gave us his uh, NBA yes. Finals prediction. Okay, um, so before we go, Tyler, do you want to talk yeah. about the? Um, sorry, I don't have it right in front of me. The give twenty two. Oh uh, yeah. 
uh, thing you're doing with the NBA? Uh, yeah, Give 22. It's a thing. If you were, I'm not sure when this will come out, but there was a chance to give 22. If you give $22 by December 22nd, you'll be entered into a raffle to win like an old school, like the Portland Clyde Drexler, like 22 throwback, the nice throwback. And there's also like a retired uh, anonymous player wishes to re remain anonymous that is matching the donations. So if you're like, if you want to get in on the jersey, you give 22, you're giving 44 because he's going to match it. If you're not able to give 22, if you give five, you're giving 10 because he's matching it. And all that money is going to Legends Care. They do a lot of really good work in community. They try to go back to the communities like where some of these guys are from, like, and you know, put up parks, clean up things, uh, improve like community relations. They do a lot of really good work in those communities. So it's a good cause. And you might get that jersey. I, I mean, I, I want the jersey, but I mean, helping the kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's awesome. But yeah. I, I did it for the I kids. Didn't, I didn't realize that yeah. ended today. And, but, I mean, uh, you, you can, still got to brag about your charitable yeah, work. Yeah, unfortunately, you got to right brag now. about your charitable but, work and people can still Yeah, the matching ended. But yeah, if you are still uh, want Match to, you can go to legendsofbasketball.com and donate again whatever you give will help and i'm t it's going to a a good place they've got the like the graphics you can click on it and see where it's going see what kind of work they're doing yeah yeah bobby and i can push that on our uh, own accounts yeah, tonight too so <laughs> you know the 20 seconds that that one deadline uh, you know, we'll definitely try to hit that. But um, we also like to do plugs here. Obviously, that was a little plug yourself, but feel free to just give us everything you got right now going on. Uh, obviously, you mentioned the Twitch a lot, so feel free to plug uh, that. Patreon.com. Uh, tell us all your projects. Slash Tyler I am. You catch me there. Do a podcast every week. I'm doing NBA previews right now. I'm trying to do two teams a day. Um, the Twitch, Twitch. Dot, is it TV? Twitch. Dot. Twitch.eu, uh, yeah. no, Twitch, yeah. <laughs> Trilly Whiskers. Um, doing some work, the NBA retired players. Again, if you follow them on Twitch, you will catch us, you know, when we do live podcasts. We've got a holiday one coming up either. I don't know if it's going to drop Christmas Eve or Christmas. We talked to uh, Kenny Anderson. That was a fun one, the OG Kenny Anderson. So that'll, that'll be coming up soon. Nice. Oh, real cool. nice. Bobby, you got anything you want to um, plug? Nope. Might write something in the next couple of weeks because I have off work, but I probably won't. <laughs> it gets all right. All right. And I'll just plug my own Twitch as well because I'm going to be doing a lot during the holiday season, obviously, just because, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a lull at my own job. So I want to have a little bit more uh, fun in the holiday season as we're distance. And we're doing a community night on the 28th, playing some Among Us to so join us. But uh, I'm at twitch.tv slash CodeRan. Um, and obviously, you can always follow us on uh, Twitter at NeuroticaThePod. And from there, you can find me and Bobby's social media pages. But we don't need to plug all of our stuff again. But I want to give a special thank you to Tyler for joining us. And not only just joining us, but providing so much, uh, you know, great stuff that not only Bobby and I have loved, but, you know, the Kid 22, which is such a great um, organization. Oh, cool. Thank you, and guys. I just wanted to uh, say thank you for that. Appreciate you guys having me. Uh, Bobby, appreciate the uh, support. Yeah.